What's up, everyone? El Nino Speaks is back in action. And today, the irrepressible nuclear caudillo joins us again for a lively conversation. Nuke, you've been on a tear lately, cranking out content left and right and making some appearances on some big name shows. How's everything going lately? Yeah, everything's been going good. Um, thanks for having me on. I've been invited to several shows. Like I'm uh, now, I'm on the Dragon Ship on uh, Saturdays. You guys can catch that on Saturday at uh, 1 p.m. after Rule Zero. I do a, a post Rule Zero show with Jack on Sundays around uh, 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. And then, um, yeah, just during the week, I, I pump out content. Uh, I was on Torsha's show, and um, yeah, it just it's been um, you know just slowly making a name for myself and pumping out content. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. And now uh, I'm back here on your show and it's always a good time. So thanks for having me on. For new listeners, just for reference, Nuclear Cardio made previous appearances on El Nino Speaks. Those episodes will be listed in the show notes for y'all to check out later. Now let's get down to business. For those who've been in the red pill intersexual dynamic space for over the last decade or so, we've seen all sorts of trends pop off, pick up self-improvement, defending Western civilization, etc. Like any type of passing trend, it comes and it goes. One trend that I've seen lately that I would say falls under the subsection of like the self-improvement space is the whole like concept of like the so-called high value man. You had like the late Kevin Samuels talk about this ad nauseum and has largely been taken up by a host of smaller creators in the male self-improvement space to the point where it's become like a normalized talking point. Even you, Nuke, have touched upon this concept on your YouTube channel. Based on like what you've been able to gather, what is a high-value man? So a high-value man is essentially a phrase coined by, I think Kevin Samuels wasn't the first one, but he definitely made it the, the most popular. Um, and he kind of brought it to the light and, and used it in his videos. It's essentially, um, according to him, it's just it's a very concrete amount of money, age, and like uh, ex- level of experience with women, and all that, and you know your networking and all that stuff. You know, I think it's like six figures or something like that, or whatever his uh, definition was. The problem is that it's again, it's become a container word because people have weaponized it and used it uh, to fill their own definition of it to appease either their own ego and for women they use it so they can use it to like make up the man that it's what they want in that moment or what they think is the most opportune for their for a, a sexual partner in that moment so yeah yeah i've seen like all sorts of definition like the six figures is generally like the kind of consensus but then i've seen like the six pack six foot six figures as well it is like as you said a container word that honestly like doesn't have like much of a meaning and it can change a lot and also like to be honest for us who have been in like 
pickup or at least like some form of like the dating scene. When you learn about like the concept of value, it's actually pretty subjective and can change depending on the context because there's going to be some chicks that will favor more like monetary value. Some will actually look for more sexual value, guys that have pre-selection and all of that. And then others may look for more just like status and like a guy who's just very sociable can take her to like cool events and all of that. And that's one reason why I think even like these very concrete metrics, they don't really capture the type of um, nuances of certain social contexts that people operate under. Yeah, correct. So again, this dating stuff, it's just not that it's a lack of experience all the time. It's just regardless of how much money you make, one of the truths of the dating scene is that there's been a guy who who's made, you know, maybe much less money than you and has taken a girl home. Yeah. So, you know, how do you reconcile that? You reconcile that by saying, okay, well, the money I make, the muscles I have, and the network I have is all for me. And then it's not to appease a woman or to prove myself to women as a whole, right? I'm not I'm not qualifying to women. You know, I'm qualifying to myself and my and my wants and needs. The other aspect of that is, hey, yes, while yes, having a network and yes, having money and all that facilitates it, at the end of the day, you still have to take action. You still have to learn how to talk to women at any age. And sometimes, you know, someone who's more simply more experienced or better timing or better logistics will, you know, prevail over a guy who has more money, more height, more muscles, you know. So it's a very dangerous way of thinking for younger guys thinking that they can get to the end game. Um, and just focus on that and not understand women, and then they end up getting fleeced. Yeah, this is not like an achievement unlock thing, like in a video game, when you reach like this point where, well, first off, like height, that, that's like just genetically predetermined for the most part, but also like uh, money and muscles. Like you, uh, I think you've mentioned this before in previous shows that it's like a covert contract that people have with themselves that they think, like, oh, if I do this and all that, I should be getting this. When life is actually like much more complicated. And when it comes to like intersexual dynamics, there's so much crazy stuff that's going on, man. Like you'll have like any time, and I've done this when I've done like cold approach, like day game or whatever, you'll have like the instances when you think you have like a really great interaction with a chick and then you get the number and all of that you uh message and then like get ghosted for a few days and then she but then like suddenly responds because she actually coincidentally broke up with her boyfriend or whatever and a lot of times the ghosting you see is oftentimes there's like a man in their lives and they may have you as a backup or you may have just been like a number she got just to like for validation reasons so that you you could try to chase and whatnot because attention is oxygen for many Chicks, but yeah, like I think that there is like the entire self improvement space has created it does has created somewhat unrealistic expectations for people, and it has almost turned them ironically into lifeless automatons because now a lot of these guys just think that oh, if I don't hit these type of income figures or like a type of physique i can't go approach women it's like no you should like absolutely do that like in tandem with getting your money up and getting your looks up and all that like you should be doing that irrespective and f- finding time especially when you have like downtime because you ultimately if you want to like be like socially successful and socially savvy 
and be good with women. You need to take time out of the day to take advantage of these type of interactions or even like to even interactions with other people in general because these type of skills have a lot of carryover into other facets of life. And I just think that really a lot of people are just listening um, and treating the words of certain online gurus like it's like the word of God and they almost are shackled by it and they th they're just like enslaved by the the talking points of these people and, and they should realize that we ultimately you ultimately have to think and act for yourself yeah it, you don't need permission from somebody on the internet to go approach women or how to do it you know obviously we trade notes and we try to figure out the best way to, to talk to women and stuff but at the end of the day you don't need permission from somebody on the internet to to talk to a woman so it's sad to see men just kind of like argue these points you know you just need to let yourself go out there and, and fail and succeed and, and, you know, learn, kind of learn from experience. And honestly, um, you don't need to do this forever. You know, you can just do it for a year to learn about women, in and outs of women um, while you're working on other stuff. Obviously, you know, some there are times in life where you're going to be too busy um, simply doing other things to pursue women. Right. But if you have the chance, it's a skill that you will need in the future because, it will help you bring bring you peace in the future. So yeah, it's it's very important to uh, kind of like make yourself your own point of origin and stop relying on other people's um, thoughts and and ideas on the internet. Unless you know the purpose you use them for is, hey, I have this small little problem, or hey, guys, I I don't know what to do in this little section. So yeah, it's very important that you kind of think for yourself. Yeah, there's some irony here because these are the same people that rail against the the media for promoting like group think and making people preventing people from like critically thinking. But at the same time, uh, many people in this space, they almost start emulating the media and they start having people just religiously parodying stuff out any type of critical thinking and really just limiting their beliefs, belief sets. I've just seen some insanely closed minded people that have emerged in this entire space and have like poisoned their minds because they have essentially gone from consuming the content from the bobblehead media to like religiously consuming content in red pill or like alt media or whatever, and not like taking a critical mindset and viewing self with like a skeptical eye. But yeah, I also think I get the impression though, and I'm not sure if you'd agree with this. Do you think this high value man thing is a really just like an internet meme that does it is not really talked about when you go and meet space and talk with other women and other guys, or has this actually made some headway in the general culture? I mean, I've talked to women that use the word very like in passing. So there are women that kind of like because it's it's. Male self-improvement, female self-improvement is like mainstream. So some of these words just kind of leak into the mainstream, into normie world. So they'll very rarely, but I've, I've heard it. But for the most part, and like one of my points on my thread on Twitter is that women um, really can't tell the difference between like 80K and 120K. They can't tell the difference um, between 510 and 6162. They can't tell the difference between a guy that's 5'8", five, 5'6". And five nine, you know, as long as it's they're taller than her, right? Or someone don't even care about the height thing. And then, you know, there's so many things that women say on the internet to flex their hypergamous filter. 
to kind of like seem cool and seem like they're high value. But at the end of the day, I've seen women, um, even guys that are bartenders, people that work in the service industry where there's alcohol involved or people where people date, um, they all t- tell me the same thing that, that some of the most, you know, uh, some of the biggest scumbag guys, you know, take home some hot chicks. So it's just at the end of the day, women aren't really spatially aware and really they don't know that in person what the difference in the lifestyle is at all. You know, they know that things cost money and men pay for my things. Other than that, they have no idea how to like, they're not going to ask you how much money you make on the first date. They'll ask questions yeah. about it. Right. And even some of the times they're just trying to find that you, you have a job and a car and, and something, you know, you're not a bum, you know, that's, that's all they care about sometimes. And then in terms of the fitness, you know, just not being fat, I'm not saying you should strive for that level, you know, you should always try to build yourself up and your body, you know, whether it be through martial arts, lifting, cycling, rock climbing, whatever you're into. But, you know, as long as you're just not fat, you're already lapping most guys. So, yeah, it's just any woman that comes on a on a, a street interview and says that stuff. It's just for the camera. It, I, I'm, t- I'm begging my my followers and your followers to please ignore that. It's not real. They say that because it makes them sound cool. It's a talking point. It's current. It's fun. It makes them look like they're high value women or whatever. But in reality, a lot of women have gone home with some scumbag dudes at a bar. And um, if you don't ask your local bartender, he'll tell you. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or they'll even go with the bartender who's oftentimes like not even like socioeconomically anything to write home about. Seen it with my own eyes. Yep. Oh, big time. Yeah. Actually, one of like old friend of mine when I lived in Fort Collins was like this one like men's physique competitor that was a bartender like the guy was pretty broke and he actually wasn't even that tall either he was like say five eight five nine and he ran a pretty nice rotation of hot chicks and like if you listen to a lot of high value men like logic from the from these like content creators they would say this guy could not like attract women it's just like really not the case and you and you see this practically all the time um, with like even like baristas, like um, guys with like decent like sexual market value and other facets, uh, baristas, uh, surf instructors, male yoga instructors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, they definitely clean up, and I think we should really be careful about like dogmas like this. Now, this is gonna be a loaded question, based on the arbitrary criteria uh, that is like published by many of these Twitter accounts and whatnot. Would you technically fall under the category of a high value man? So I would say guys like Forward Playboy, you know, local guys here in Texas like us, they say that it's all about the outcome, the outcomes you get. Right. So if you're a guy that's, you know, getting women, then are you a high value man? Probably because they see the women see something in you or maybe you just go out or, or go out and, you know, make it happen, you know. So, yeah. I believe that at the end of the day, like, am I a high value man? It all depends to who, you know? Yeah. To women, because I'm not qualifying to women. I do this for myself. I just, you know, women are a lagging factor of success. They're not the point of success. They're not the, they're not the reason for success, you know, for, or they're not the motivation. So I would say that since women are a lagging factor of success, then yeah, I, I guess in, a, in that sense, I'm a high value man. But let me, I, I pose this question on my show 
like uh, when I was in the Arctic Ocean operating a reactor and I had my team of guys and we're out in the ocean doing exercises or just simply just cruising along doing some NATO stuff or uh, not NATO stuff, uh, exercises with other countries, right? And I'm, I'm operating and uh, I got my plant going and then all of a sudden one of my guys comes in and he says, hey, we have something going on going on in the engine room. We need to investigate. And I take my actions to protect the plant. Is that guy not have high value? He's very important to the team. He saved my ass. He saved the ship. So why is why is he not high value? You know, like just because he doesn't make enough money. It's like it all depends on high value to who. Right. So I think to me, I'm high value to my company. I'm high value to my followers. I'm high value to my friends and family because I help them out. And then I really don't care about being high value to women at all. You know, I don't care at all. So I think that's a good mindset to have. And I would say, yes, I'm high value to the people in my life that matter. And that I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that, that's really how it should be. And yeah, there's like a lot of this goes back to like context, because even like Kevin Samuels's criteria is very likely high value in corporate settings. But you go to say, like, let's go to like, East Austin, for example, when it's much more independent, indie, like hipsterish or whatever. Like you're not high value. You just look like a robot there because nobody would really cares about that. In fact, there is like probably a broke independent musician that has a gift of gab that would be seen as higher value in that context. And yeah, it, it really does like vary from place to place. And that's something that we should keep in mind that that. These things are not very rigid. Though I will say this in your years, because you you have seen various improvements in facets of your life from like money, uh, fitness, and overall social awareness. Based on that, do you think that this so-called value that you've built over time it has given you an advantage when it comes to the real world of dating? Oh yeah, definitely. Just uh, obviously the fitness stuff, you look better, you feel better, you have more energy, you sleep better. It's just there's no fitness is a very low hanging fruit. It's not easy, but it's simple. Dressing better, low hanging fruit, you know, that helps you. It just ex- life experience in general, situational awareness, social calibration, all that stuff. Those are, you know, a lot of skills. Uh, money can get you far. Right. But make sure that you're also learning your social skills, networking. Um, how to talk to people who are more successful than you, how to talk to people less successful than you, but um, how to talk to your friends, your family, you know, social calibration and all that stuff. But I'd say the number one skill that's helped me the most in terms of um, like with women and life in general has been simply, it's not even a skill. It's just like a mindset. It's just making myself my own point of origin, you know, just making myself the number one person in my life. I know it sounds like uh, something that, you know, a post wall girl will post on her Instagram story. But for a guy, you know, we always have to check in with what our parents would think, what our boss would think, what our friends would think. But like, have you ever checked in and, and found out what you want? And ultimately knowing what you want and executing is literally the number one thing in your life that will improve, you know, and you got to find out what that is. So yeah, uh, aside from all those things, you can still be miserable and be a, a high value man. If you're not doing what you want or executing, at least in some way. So that's why it's important to kind of like, yes, you know, you take your guru's advice or whatever, but also does that fit in with what you want? And is what you want real? 
is it too idealistic? Is it real? Is it within the confines of reality? You know, is it going to bring you even more misery? But uh, yeah. Yeah. When you do stuff for like other people, you're just going to end up being miserable at the end of the day. And that's why I don't like to seek others validation. I do this because I, I like the challenge and I like to grow as a person. Cause if I'm not, if I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm stagnating in one shape or form and whatever validation I receive from people, that's just like a happy coincidence and I'll take it, but I'm not doing this for the sake of validation. Though I will say this, do you think that as things grow more unstable in the U.S., both socially and economically, that certain high-value, so-called like high-value criteria will be favored more by like certain women or even like in general by like society, like as the social and economic infrastructure of the country gradually deteriorates. So you're saying that what's going to happen in the, in the dating market as the culture unravels? Yeah. The difference between the haves and the have nots is just going to continue to increase in terms of everything. You know, there's going to be two different realities for people. There's going to be the people that have it all, you know, more like, and then the people that don't, um, and it's going to continue to widen. Um, so I'd say in terms of dating, I would say it's going to become very much more transactional on one side. And the other side, it's going to become much more about, you know, exciting men. I've noticed that a lot more women are feel much better about extracting resources from men, whether it be through Internet, Twitch streaming in real in real life apps, you know, sugar dating apps and all that stuff. It's kind of alarming to see how normalized, how fast this is becoming normalized. But for the most part, yeah, I think the biggest like direction we're going is that eventually women are going to be more demanding in terms of like paying for their time and stuff as men become more as men become male attention becomes cheaper and cheaper. Women are going to be it's going to be more normalized to actually you know, ask men for money and ask men to pay to be on a date and all that stuff. And then the guys that have always known how to be charming and exciting and have good logistics and kind of have figured this stuff out, they're going to be the ones continuing to win all the time, you know? So it's just, the, the it's going to widen. And in terms of society as a whole, we're I feel like we live in a post-marriage society. So men, more and more men are going to start waking up to the realities of marriage. And, you know, marriage is a cornerstone of society. So it's going to be one of those women most affected moments where like, again, men are going to start checking out even more and then women are going to wonder what's going on. And, you know, it's as, as more social problems mount, it's going to be women that have to take up the lead to solve them, you know, women in power and you know how that goes. So it's going to be a lot of uh, dysfunction for a while. And uh, after that, I really don't see where this goes. It's just too chaotic, too many moving parts, but I would say, yeah, I think, Marriage will continue to be a thing of the past, at least the way we used to do it. And then uh, more and more women become more demanding uh, financially as more men um, are willing to pay. You know, it's all it all stems from the men and what they're willing to do. And a lot of men are willing to pay just to be around women. So, yeah, I've generally been of the belief that the like intersexual dynamics is fundamentally like social. Like there's always going to be a transactional element, but like there it. At its core, it's a, it's about social skills that 
oftentimes like money can't pay for though i have seen some accounts really pop up lately and other pundits saying that like that poo poo game learn charisma or any type of like social skills that you want to use to be good with the opposite sex say that like this it's gonna this is just gonna get swallowed up more by status and money and much less like game what do you think about that do you think that in light of these like accelerating trends do you think that game will no longer be enough or become irrelevant or will players just have to adapt and just also just add like making money and increasing their status to their arsenal on top of game yeah i think uh men that really wanted it at this point are still gonna want are still gonna figure it out they're still going to because if they figure it out now they're 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 willing and able to figure it out in the future it's never going to get so hard as to that only like one percent of men are going to get laid because then at that point it'll be the end of the world. Like uh, humanity won't be able to carry on that way. Yeah. But uh, a lot of more lying is happening. I've noticed too, a lot of more deceit and and lying is happening in dating. So a large part of, of being a man that understands women understands that like, there's a lot of dark parts of, of dating. And I think as time goes on, men and women are going to lie to each other more. Right. Like in what ways? I would say uh, for women lying, obviously they're going to lie about their sexual past more. And as more women are, have, kind of like expose themselves more online it's you know and it's not only physical it could be like through tweets the things they say through tweets through their private social media and all that stuff they're going to have to lie and and really cover that up also for like uh men uh, women lie about their body the makeup industry shapewear all that (laughs) stuff you know these things Funny, I see guys on the internet when when they post a women like, hey, what what do you think of this guy? And it'll be like one of those girls that's like really on the edge of between being thick and overweight or obese. And I say, guys, no matter how much, how attractive you think she is, you don't know what's under there. You know, yeah. it, there's plenty of shapewear. There's a lot of investment and money going into these technologies to make women more attractive than they appear in person. So, as a guy that you know, I've gone out and dated. I'd say like the biggest part of um, what's What's changing right now is that women are really lying about how they look using angles, lots and lots of makeup. Um, you know, makeup tutorials have have skyrocketed since the pandemic and then um, shapewear and all that stuff. And then for men, men are more lying about their resources, their lifestyle, you know. So, you know, there's guys that simply rent a Lambo and take a picture of a Lambo and put it on their Instagram picture and yeah, that and it works sometimes, you know, because women are tend to be gullible, you know. Women's hypergamous filter is very faulty. So it's very interesting to see where this goes. But I would say there's gonna be a lot of lying and bullshitting the opposite sex in order to get something out of them. You know, and I and I see it and some guys know um like more experienced guys like me, they know the lies and they know they can see it a mile away. But we quietly put a girl in a box because we know, you know, we don't really like make a big deal, we don't call her out. You know, like for example, if a girl says, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a girl that is, you know, I'm I'm more like chill, a stay at home, I'm a homebody, you know, the phrase homebody, but then you see her Instagram full of like each little Instagram story kind of thing is like a different country and and it's been three countries in in, in the last six months or the last year. Like I know I know that's not that's not true. You're not a homebody. You know, you need excitement, you wanna go overseas. I know what happens overseas with men and women when they travel. So those are the things that guys need to look out for. And instead of making a big deal about it, just put her in the box, put her in the box that she belongs, you know? 
So, because there's a, there's a lot of lying. There's a lot of deceit. Because women, like everyone wants their cake and have it too, especially women. And they will lie all the way to marriage in order to secure the bag. And you need to be the one, you need to use your experience and other men's experiences to kind of arm yourself and know that when women say things, you know, you watch what they do, not what they say. Do you believe that marriage rates will ever recover or will they just continue plummeting? No, I think it'll continue plummeting unless there's a very violent, there's a very violent solution um, in the future, but no one wants to talk about it where there's like a war or a catastrophe where a large majority of men or a big chunk of men kind of like fall off the face of the planet, die. You know, I know one wants that, but that's, that's probably the only thing, I, the only way I see it, see it happening Whereas, you know, women start really appreciating the institute of marriage and and as long, you know, and we're facing a truth about humanity that no one wants to really talk about. And it's that one of the reasons men and women got together in marriage or we created the institute of marriage was because we needed each other. You know, we were complementary, so we needed each other. But we want to we have this fantasy, you know, this I think is from the 70s or 80s, you know where it's like egalitarian love where we want to, where we're together just for love, you know, like we fall in love and that's good enough for the next 50 years. But in actuality, a lot of what carried marriages through the, especially the tough times was a need for each other. Like I can't leave this person because I depend on them and, you know, men and women both to each other. She raises the kids and I bring home the bacon. Now that we don't really need each other due to technology, we're finding out that we really, outside of that, outside of like love, which is fickle as it is, we, the sexes really don't want to spend a lot of time with each other. We really don't, you know, besides, you know, fun and fun. So I think marriages will continue to decline as people really don't really care. You know, it's a very narcissistic society where we, we think that marriage is, is, is about me and my needs. But in reality, it's about raising children um, in a safe place. So, yeah, I don't I don't see it. I don't see it changing. I see it continue to decline. As far as like self-improvement goes, just general social skill building, what do you suggest that men do to ensure that, that they have like an optimal dating life? Like what steps should they take? First step you should take is make sure that um that your 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 money, your way of life, you know, like your whatever feeds you is is safe and secure, like focus on and getting some job security first before you focus on women. Then, you know, while that's happening, work out. It doesn't have to be the gym. It could be, you know, whatever. You could be um, combat sports. It could be whatever keeps you in shape and healthy. And then start reading the the red pill literature stuff. You know, I did a great show with the dragons well, what you should read. And, it's you know, there's much more than the rational male. You can read um, a lot of stuff like Dr. Robert Glover. So start reading some books, learn about yourself, get in touch with your masculinity, and then find out what you really want, right? Whether it be like what your preference in women is, where do you want to, like what your what your job, you know, because the more, the more you do what you want to do, easy, the easier life becomes and the more confident you get because you're living, you've, you've made the life you want, right? And then as time goes on, um, kind of like adopt some mental models to really keep you like afloat mentally, because if you don't, you're going to go crazy. Like, I promise you, you will go crazy. Oh, yeah. And a lot of these things, like people don't like to hear, but the reason they've, they've come up with them was for a reason. It's not because we're some doomers that, you know, it's because we like women or, or want to enjoy them that we come up with these models. 
And one of them is like, hey, she's not yours. It's just your turn. You know, and I know that sounds like we're, you're giving up or something. But in reality, it's basically it's turning a, a unhealthy attachment into a healthy detachment. So it's like when people don't like to hear that phrase, what they're saying is that they think women are property. And is something really yours if there's no um, consequences, if they leave or, or take it away from you? No, right? So you just enjoy the moments you have with a woman and realize that at any moment, due to women's fickle nature, she may leave. So you enjoy the time you have and you uh, you you move on, right? And then like other mental models, like making yourself your own point of origin and other stuff like that to really help you navigate women. And at the end of the day, the number one thing you want is peace. You want to be able to, to like live a life, a full, meaningful life and not worry about women. You want to be able to like, live your life in peace, right? And part of that is you have to put into work to understand women because unless you have no sexual libido, you're going to have to be dealing with them, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, this is a good place to put a bookmark in this conversation. Nuke, as always, I had a blast talking with you, proverbially and literally. <laughs> so where can my listeners stay up to date on your ever growing body of content. Uh, so you guys can follow me on youtube.com slash Calio nuclear. And then uh, Twitter, same uh, handle twitter.com slash Calio nuclear. And then I, um, you guys can join my, pro if you guys need a uh, personalized dating advice um, and all that stuff and coaching, or you just want to talk about what, what personal girl problems you have in your life. You can join my Patreon at patreon.com, Nuclear Calillo. And then, you know, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram and all that stuff, so Instagram.com, Nuclear Calillo. If you guys have uh, any questions or anything, please, um, you can also email me at nuclearcalillo at gmail.com. If you guys really want some, like, one-on-one -on -one video call or something, we'll work something out. But, yeah, that's where you guys can find me. Great stuff, man. And as always, my dear listeners, thank you for tuning in. And with that... El Nino has spoken.